Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the psychology of pricing, a realistic approach to pricing agency services with Brian Rostein. Brian, welcome to Press This. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here to talk about this topic. People who've listened to the show maybe over the years know that I ran a WordPress agency and, and, and pricing strategies were a big part of how I thought about operating the business. So I'm really interested in unpacking your view of this. Um, but for those listening, um, Brian is the author of an upcoming book, at least as the time of the publication of this episode, called The Psychology of Pricing, WordPress Edition. And in this interview, Brian's going to share his thoughts about the essential pricing models and their shortcomings, as well as including tactics and strategies for overcoming some of those shortcomings. And, and I know pricing strategies with freelancers and agencies is an endless topic in, in, in so many areas you can get right. And it's, of course, an infinite number, I guess, that you can get wrong. And so really interested in unpacking this story with you here today. Uh, Brian, before we kick it off, though, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask every guest. Could you briefly tell me your WordPress origin story? Sure. So um, back in 2005, I had already been building websites for several years, and people would call and ask for what was basically a content management system. And terms like content management systems weren't very common back then, but that's what they wanted. And I had recently discovered WordPress as a blogging platform, and I knew it was blogging software, and I'd offer it to them, to people calling in. And some people like had heard of it and they'd be like, well, isn't that blogging software? Like, we don't want that. And then they would basically you know, like rush off the phone and go elsewhere. <laughs> um, but once in a while, somebody would say, okay, whatever, you know, you're the expert, sure, sell us that. Uh, and I started uh, selling WordPress websites like, like, you know, 17 years ago, and the rest is history. Excellent. Well, you know, to be fair, in 2005, I would say WordPress was a blogging platform in a lot of ways, right? Like widgets and shortcodes 
uh, come out in 2007, custom post types not until 2010. So it sounds like you were a little ahead of the curve there on leveraging WordPress through this notion of making a CMS uh, yes. or, or a website with WordPress. Oh, I truly was. I, I actually, I, I consider myself to be one of the first bloggers on the planet. I started blogging in the late 90s. And back then, I literally used to blog manually and add a link and description to the homepage of my site that you could click to read the rest of the post. It was like very labor intensive because there was no automatic way to do it. Oh, wow. So you basically effectively had like a hand coded site you were adding yes. your blog to. <laughs> Exactly. Ooh, nice. What were you? Uh, were you using an editor of any kind, Dreamweaver, hand coding it? Uh, yes, Dreamweaver. I was using Dreamweaver. I started off with AOL Press for those like you know really old, um, and uh, and eventually switched to Dreamweaver. I didn't even realize this AOL had a web page builder. That's interesting. Yeah, that's actually where I I first built my first website. I built my first website April first, nineteen ninety seven, with AOL Press, which is pretty crazy. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I remember those days well. I never used AOL Press, though. I'll, uh, I'll have to look into that a little more. I'm very curious now. Maybe there's some antiquated copy out there I could uh, even play around with for fun. Yes. Uh, I have a very, very boring life, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I hate hearing that. I have oh. a very exciting life, and I hate when friends tell me that they have a boring life. No, they rely I'm on me to give them stories. I'm just teasing that I like, uh, you know, antiquated website management systems and like play around with them for fun. Uh, I find it fun. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, I understand um, you're with uh, a company called Uni SEO. In, in addition to the book, but could you tell me a little about about Uni SEO and what your role is there? Sure. So actually. I tend to pronounce it Unicio, even though most people read it as Unicio. I guess it was a, an oversight when I named the company. Um, it was actually my second web company. My first one was Redstone Online Communications or RedstoneX.com from back in 1999, which was more general, offering general services. And in 2004, I was like, you know what? This SEO thing seems to be taking off. And I took a gamble and I started one of the first ever companies dedicated exclusively to SEO. And so that's all I did in the beginning for the first few years. And I had like calls from around the world and it was, it, I SEO'd very well and it worked well and things were great. And eventually as social media came along and so on and so forth, everything expanded. And so now we're like a full service, um, small agency. So we build websites for small, medium-sized companies. We do WordPress maintenance support plans. Uh, we focus on SEO, content marketing, we do a lot of training, consulting, and coaching, uh, especially for, um, uh, enterprise level companies, a lot of times they have new employees and they're like, okay, well, we need to get everybody up to speed, uh, you know, on what's going on in the content marketing world. So I give a lot of content marketing workshops and, and like intro to SEO workshops, things like that. But I'm also, I'm always looking just a quick plug. I'm always looking for fresh talent. So if anybody's listening needs work, then hit me up. Excellent. Excellent. I see you're taking your, the pronunciation of the brand notes from SEMrush with Unesio. Right. Unicio, how do you say it? <laughs> Unicio. Unicio, got it, got it. Got I basically it. just right. made up a word. That's, that's kind of like it's like Pepsi, right? <laughs> yes, it's like universal SEO. I don't know, unique SEO, like whatever. That's I just cool. made up a word. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, pronunciation of, of initialisms are, are at the whim of their creators. So, so more power to you there. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the book. Um, it's it's coming up as of the time of uh, this this episode initially being published. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the title of the book and, and what's in it? 
Okay, so it's called the Psychology of Pricing WordPress Edition, as you mentioned. Um, and it's actually three books in one. Um, I spent like over six months, almost as a full-time job, writing and writing and writing. It came out to 600 pages. It was crazy. I gave it to a couple of editors. Um, with all of us, we cut it down to about 400 pages. And it's, um, uh, well, okay. Well, the first book is basically the first few sections are, are uh, covers like pricing mindset, client psychology, uh, pricing tactics and strategies, for example, negotiating with clients. And it's about pricing activities surrounding pricing. And the big focus, focus is on getting the price that you want to keep a repeat. It's like, it's about getting the price you want. Sorry. So like, I keep repeating, like, uh, if you want to get the price you want, know this and do this and do that and whatever. So I'm constantly giving like a tons of advice on what to do. The next part goes into like great detail about the different pricing models, the pros and cons, when it's best to use each of them, how to calculate costs and so on. And then the final part or the final book that's kind of squeezed in there is an introduction to pricing for content creators, uh, theme developers and plugin developers. But it's, it's a very basic intro, but it's just to kind of get you thinking about it in case that's you know something you're interested in. Is that more um, of like a product focused division of pricing? I mean, it's kind of what I'm hearing in there. I mean, maybe the content piece threw it off a little bit, but is, is that a fair assessment of the third section? Uh, yeah, you can you could look at it that way. Yes. And I actually have um, in the description of um, one of the um, pricing methods is uh, productized services. And so and that's so I talk about that as well, because I think productized services is something that is very underused in our industry. And I think that it could do really well for people uh, if they would look more into it. And even looking up online, there wasn't that much information. So I just drew on personal experience and wrote up a huge chapter about it. Is this productized services like maintenance and care plans or like more than that? Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. If you want to run hosting, maintenance and care plans, um, like making like a little bundle, like a small package, you know, like a five page website with one photo, one hero image, what have you, things like that, just to give people ideas about how they can make like a standard product to sell. Oh, I get it. I get it. And then you're leveraging maybe technology behind that to make those things go faster. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's sure. exactly it. Excellent. Um, so, and, and just so you know, like, like there aren't that many books on this topic and I, and I, I couldn't understand why, like there's tons of blog posts and articles and what have you, but there's not a lot of books on it. And I realize it's because it's because of the topic itself. It's like, imagine this was a book on taxes. Like no one wants to read a book about taxes. So when it comes to pricing, like nobody wants to think about pricing either, you know? I and feel so, like they, they're thinking about it all the time. Maybe they're just not realizing there's, there's ways to go about it that are not obvious to them in the moment. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, and there's no perfect solution. And so I took my 25 years of experience and uh, put it all together. And I still flip between different approaches all the time, depending on the situation. But later on, I'll tell you more about uh, yeah, I was about gonna the say, I, I want to talk to you about those approaches and, and kind of where people like typically come at it from. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose Clever Tap. 
CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. And, and maybe some different ways of thinking about it. Um, but we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking about the psychology of pricing for WordPress freelancers and agencies with Brian Rothstein. Brian, right before the break, you were telling us a little bit about your book, um, that it has three sections covering basically the pricing mindset and tactics, pricing models, and then kind of an intro to pricing. I'm going to maybe describe it in the wrong way, but around products and productized services. And so I want to kind of get a, a little peek, though, and, and help me help, help me in the audience understand a little bit about how you think about it. But what do you think is the like, maybe we'll start with like, what do you think is the big issue that prevents people running businesses like freelancing and agencies from paying more attention to their pricing? Like what, what's preventing them from changing or, or considering change? Okay, so there are a few issues, and I'll, I'll just go through them like one at a time here. So the first one is, there's a huge lack of realistic information out there. So you can look at all the blog posts and articles, and you might still get some basic explanation. Um, you know, everyone just says, you know, know your numbers, know your costs, whatever. But I couldn't find a realistic approach um, in my searches. Like, you know, do people know what their objectives are as a business, you know, short-term, medium, long-term? I find that no one's talking about that, but even more so, I touch on things, especially because I'm talking about psychology, things like, do you know your own temperament? Do you know about how you are with dealing with clients? You know, like there's so many other factors involved. And so sometimes, you know, you need to hear something in a certain way or, you know, for it to click on your mind or even hear something for the first time. And I said, you know what, I'm going to write the book on it so people can get that information. Um, and so the book is meant for beginners in general. Um, if you're more seasoned professional, you'll read a lot of it and be like, yeah, I already know this, but there's still a lot in there for 
uh, people who are more experienced. And, you know, I, I see patterns of people always asking the same questions. Um, and even I fall into that at some point, wondering certain things. So I wrote the book on it. Now, the next issue is uh, red flags and qualifying potential clients. Like if you want to get the price that you want, you can't treat all clients the same. You need to filter them. You need to qualify them. And what I find is uh, all these pricing models, models ignore that. So for example, um, I describe a whole bunch of different um, people that you want to avoid or types of people that you want to avoid. One of them I call, I, I name things a lot. So one of them I call like the 4.59 p.m. Uh, Friday caller. So what's the problem with this person? Well, most of the time, there's somebody sitting around the office, 4.59 p.m. on Friday, and he calls you and he's like, he has this brainstorm of an idea, like I need a website for my business. Um, and you, you have this whole great conversation. And, uh, you know, Monday morning comes around and you're putting together a proposal and it's 11 a.m. You give him a call and you're like, yeah, hey, it's, uh, it's Brian from, uh, you know, we spoke on Friday. Uh, I just want to clarify something for the proposal. And, you know, the guy will be like, well, they don't even remember you. Like, he's like, he'll be like, oh, I don't really remember that conversation. You know, like, they don't remember you. Like, the guy you spoke to at 4.59 p.m. Friday is not the same person that you're speaking to Monday at 11 a.m. Um, and so, you know, that's the kind of person to watch out for. Like, people who call late Friday afternoons, forget about it. Like, most of the time, um, they've been a waste of my time. And obviously, I'm giving anecdotal experiences, but this is the kind of, filtering that I suggest. And I have a whole list of, of detailed explanations about, um, you know, who and why you might want to avoid if you're trying to get the, the best price you can. Um, the next one, and this is a huge one, is the confidence problem. There is a, a gigantic confidence problem in our industry. Um, and so what I always ask people is, what do restaurants, dentists, cell phone companies, and your landlord have in common? And the one thing they have in common is they never apologize for asking to be paid and or giving you a bill or, you know, getting the rate that they want. And you shouldn't feel embarrassed for asking to get paid at the rate you want. You know, embarrassment can't be the thing that stops you. Um, and so I have a gigantic section on confidence, on, on building confidence. And so here, I'll give you like a couple of quick examples. So one is, um, the most empowering thing you can do when someone catches you off guard during a pricing conversation is use the hold or mute button. You know, like you're in the middle of negotiations, you, you know, discussions and you say, okay, it looks like this is going to run you $3,000. And the potential client says, can you do it for $2,500? Your instinct is to say, yes, yes, no problem. You want the work. You don't care. What's 500 bucks when you're getting 2,500, right? It's like you get excited, but it, it shouldn't be that way. You know, like you don't, you shouldn't panic. And so you say, you know what, can I just put you on a quick hold? I have never in 25 years had a problem with somebody saying, no, you can't put me on hold. You put them on hold, you take a deep breath and you say, okay, you know, like I can't give this guy this discount and you get back on and then you explain to them, okay, I can't give you this discount. 3000 is a fair price. Take it or leave it. Now, another one is what I call the politician method. And that is if you want to build confidence in your pricing negotiations, make sure you have your talking points ready. It's super important. Um, if, you, uh, if you can't even answer the most basic questions, like when somebody asks you some, something about pricing, that's a problem. Like the first time you're thinking about potential answers can't be when they ask you on the spot. You need to like think about this in advance. And the example I use in the book is like on Pawn Stars. So I used to watch Pawn Stars a lot. Um, and... Uh, 
I was I was interested in seeing like how they interacted. And I noticed that Rick, one of the owners of the store, um, would offer, let's say, $500 to buy something. So a person walks in the store, says, I have this antique, whatever. Rick looks at it, figures he can resell it, says, here's 500, uh, I'll give you $500 for this. And clients will say, actually, how about $600? So, you know, they go up because they're, you know, they, for whatever reason, they want more money. They they think it's worth more, what have you. And how does Rick respond? He'll say, well, you know what? I could offer you less than $500. How about $400? And all of a sudden, $500 seems like a good deal. And so he has that prepared statement. He already knows what he's going to say to make sure that he gets the price that he wants. Um, and he doesn't panic. That's the key. And I think that, um, again, like we have a huge confidence problem in the industry. People tend to panic. Um, and when it comes to negotiating for price, let's say you might say something like, um, you know, I didn't think, you know, if the client says, I didn't think it'd be that expensive, then, you know, maybe you could say something like, well, actually look at it as an investment. Don't look at it as an expense. You're going to make it, you're going to make money with it. And it's a worthwhile investment. And then the last part, um, is knowing yourself, uh, and, knowing your if you have like personality issues so i know that like sounds really bad but here's the thing just hear me out here um you're trying to persuade someone and so you have to consider your personality their personality and the interaction of the of the two personalities and um, I come from a psychology background. I taught psychology at McGill University in Montreal. I taught psychology at Boston College. And I used to teach something called the theory of multiple intelligences. And there are kinds, there are different kinds of intelligences. And when it comes to this type of negotiation, some people are great at interpersonal intelligence and have great interpersonal skills. So, so they can easily move, uh, easily build a rapport with clients, but people have to be aware of their own shortcomings. Like they have to know if they're introverted or extroverted because you're going to approach your negotiations differently. That's the type of thing that has to be factored into your decisions and math only or calculation only based approaches uh, to figuring out your prices, ignore human nature and, and your own human nature. And that's a problem. Um, you know, if your personality clashes with a client, then you have to know why you're getting angry and you know, learn to manage your own personality and fix that. Um, early in my career, I used to be much more abrasive with clients. And then uh, over time, I realized, wait, this is a problem. I can't be this way. And I, I became uh, much more self-aware. And I strongly recommend people that people become more self-aware when they're negotiating prices um, because it's a big factor. So it sounds like to recap, thinking about like how you view the blockers on people kind of leaning into pricing strategy, it's that one, they're not really getting realistic advice and what they're, they're reading out there in, in ways that can, you know, potentially materially affect their business. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, acknowledging or, or dealing with the quote red flags and, and qualifying clients. I think, you know, that's one of the hardest parts of raising prices, I think, is saying no to people. Um, I, you know, it's really good to hear that you also called out that confidence problem. I don't know how many threads I've been in where people are like, you know, what should I charge? And they're like $50 an hour for custom plugin development. And you're thinking, yeah, you could charge more than that. Right. And, and so, but, but it's also that confidence problem, like negotiating in the moment. Um, and I, I think that was also what stood out with based on what you said. I also liked how you, you said knowing yourself and, and knowing how you work. I would imagine that would also maybe play into the kinds of services you offer. Like, are you going to jam on maintenance plans or are you super creative maybe and, and maybe project-based is better for you for that reason? 
Um, and then I really liked your, your kind of reference to like learning where your strengths and weaknesses are and like offsetting that, that really, really hit home. I used to not be as personable and I would bring along a personable person with me into the deal so they could, uh, you know, learn when their kids' birthdays are and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this, this point's really hit home. I think though, to be a little bit more specific I'm, on, on the podcast, I'm, I'm trying to understand also what you think of the kind of popular pricing models people use and maybe what some of the advantages and disadvantages are. Uh, but we're going to cover that after our last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Press break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking to Brian Rothstein about the psychology of pricing. Brian, right before the break, you were talking about some of the reasons you felt were effectively blockers for people uh, running a freelance or agency business thinking or optimizing their pricing. I kind of want to understand, like, what are the maybe more shortcomings or, or, or good or bad of the popular pricing models? And um, how could agencies and freelancers think about their pricing models differently um, to have a better outcome? Okay, well, th so there are a lot of different pricing models out there, and I discussed a lot of them in the book in heavy detail, but there's three that really stand out for our industry. So there's hourly pricing, and one of the main shortcomings there is um, if you get better at something, you do it faster. If you do it faster, you don't get paid more, you get paid less. Because if you're charging, let's say $100 an hour, and it takes you eight hours to do something, you explain that to the client, and they'll give you $800 for the eight hours of work. But then if you get so good at something that it takes you only one hour and you tell the client, well, it'll take me one hour, but it's going to be $800. There's no way they're going to pay that fee. So that's an inherent built-in problem. Then I talk about um, fixed rates and project fees, which I put together in one chapter. And, you know, you run some numbers and you come up with a price and that's okay. Like that's, that's the way it should go. Um, and you might ask a couple of questions like, you know, is the client rich? Do I have time for this? Maybe add a few bucks onto the price, but that's more or less it. And then there's value-based pricing uh, where you need a long-standing relationship. Like I know a lot of people are talking about value-based pricing these days and it is great, but 
in order to do that, you, you can't just do like, you can't just approach a new client and go with value-based pricing. Like, I mean, you can, but it's most of the time it's not going to work, especially for like the smaller freelancers and, and agencies. Um, you know, asking a new client who doesn't really know like you, how you work, how trustworthy you are, the quality of your work and so on. Like they might, they might even be offended or insulted that you're asking them, you know, how much money do you intend to make with my services? Cause I'm going to take a percentage of that. So those, those are, trust issues on the agency side too. Like, are they actually going to pay me this performance-based income in the future? Yes, absolutely. That, and I, I talk about that as well, like right on. Um, so there's a solution for that. What um, is so what is the solution? So I've come up with, with a, a model that I've formalized that uh, I call relative value pricing. And um, that also takes up like a huge chunk of the book. And just to be clear, there's, there's, um, uh, like the wrong, um, sorry, the only wrong price to charge is one where you're losing money. So there's no absolute right or wrong. Uh, there's just better or worse, let's say. Um, so based on years of trial and error in my office, uh, we came up with uh, um, an approach where we base everything on unique scenarios. So what are unique scenarios? So you have to ask yourself, uh, is it a rush job? Uh, is it a friends and family job? So they're asking for a discount. Is it a quote for a difficult client? Is it a request for proposal you know, RFP? Are they looking to barter for your services? Is it a nonprofit organization? Do they have a substantial budget and, you know, maybe out of your league? Is it, you know, pro bono work? And so you look at the, um, the circumstances and I explain in detail, like, you know, what do you do in each of these circumstances? And I have a whole bunch more. That's just a handful of them. And there's a chapter on each of them. And I say, look, in relative value pricing, in a, in a relative value pricing model, you have to examine the opportunities and risks of taking on that client. And that helps you get to the price you want for the scenario. So, so, uh, so some examples of opportunities would be uh, client opportunity questions like, uh, is there potential for more work from this client? Can you get referrals? Growth opportunity questions like, will you learn and gain more skills from the project? Does it give you an opportunity to collaborate, uh, you know, to get experience there, to find new people to work with there? Um, you look at the scenario and, and project itself and ask questions about that. So is there a time zone issue which will make the project harder to deal with? Um, is there something about the project that you're hesitating on? Um, you know, like, are there some last minute red flags that are appearing? You know, it's kind of like your chance to ask it one final time. Um, and then questions about you within the scenario, like, are you ready for this project? Do you have time for this project? Um, and so you go through this this whole analysis and uh, you build on kind of like the fixed pricing model and you take it a next step. And that's what relative uh, value pricing is. And I'll just give you like one quick example. So let's say somebody calls you and they want a website for a laundromat. So you run the numbers and you say, okay, uh, my price is going to be uh, $4,000. Okay. That's great. However, the laundromat is owned by your cousin. So what do you do? So that, that places them into the friends and family discount scenario. So that scenario has its own unique issues, such as family politics. You ask a bunch of questions and consider the potential future problems you may have. So this is, these are the kind of things that I point out. So for example, your mother might give you a hard time if your cousin doesn't at least get like a 10% discount. So you have to think about that because that factors in. Um, and so you know, the relative value of the project has now changed. It's not a $4,000 project anymore because the scenario has had effect, an effect on the price. So, so you decide like, to give your, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, it sounds like what you're effectively recommending is to take the balances of the risks and the opportunities, things like ongoing business 
in the particulars and effectively create uh, uh, your own kind of custom but relative value pricing structure that either increases or decreases the price based on the combination of those variables. And what is the, like, it, real short, but like, what is the, the ultimate benefit of doing this? Okay, so um, it's to account for uh, all the realistic variations of scenarios that will come up uh, in, your, uh, in your business life. So for example, okay, so in, the, in, this, in the friends and family discount, discount scenario, so you knock off 10%, so you lose a little bit, but you save face with your family and you know, everybody's happy. But if it's a rush job, then you, I suggest maybe adding 50% to the job and getting it done you know, within a day or two. And so you know, you're getting a, um, a higher pay to account for the fact that you're pushing other clients aside or the fact that you know, maybe there's something going on in your life that you have to put aside so that you can finish the job more quickly. And you and can so apply in each... the cousin discount on top of the lift for the rush job kind of thing and still basically satisfy both ends. This is incredibly interesting. I wish we had more time. I guess I could go <laughs> check out the book when it comes out, I guess in the next couple of weeks as of the time of the publish date. Yes. But uh, this was super interesting. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. If you'd like to learn more about what Brian is up to or to get on the email alert for the publishing of the book, The Psychology of Pricing, WordPress edition, you can visit rotstein.com. That's You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. R-O-T-S-Z-T-E-I-N.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.